This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Wednesday, guys. Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book presented by Betfred Sportsbook. We have a lineup today. I can I can say this. This is going to be a really fun show. We got a lot of really good things to get to. There are some stories here that are going to have some really fun conversations. Thank you for joining <laughs> us and being a part of this live on Twitter. A little late. No worries. We'll be here for another hour and a half, two hours with you guys. Sports Grid, what's up? How are you guys on the replay? Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt. Eagles gear on a Wednesday. Is that the weather, Dave, or a tip to what the Eagles will do this weekend? A little bit of both. Um, woke up this morning. Uh, for those of you that didn't see what the L's did in this house, you can't believe it. Those L's are getting crazy. Um, it's cold. It's 65 in the house. Oh. 65. So I think it was 34 outside. Yes. Yeah, it was cold. So uh, I've been cold all morning. I've been uh, I've been doing shows. I did eight in a box this morning. I've been chasing money all morning. Um, if thing you know what them. I'm saying, I've been so I've been I've been trying to stay, been trying to stay warm because I feel like I'm cold. I feel like I'm I'm cold. I can't feel my fingers and toes today. What did Bromel Camp called? He said called it. Called it. What does that mean? Called it. What did he call? Call what? They're they're talking about the the Eagles gear, which I happen to be wearing as well. Uh, okay, so they, they they predicted what Dave was going to wear Eagles gear on a Wednesday. That's a pretty hard call. That's pretty good. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of options in Dave's closet as to what yeah, Dave's going like to wear. Plus, how they do that plus, on a plus Wednesday? It's plus five hundred right there. It's right. The longer, I mean, longer than that. I don't know. I'd go at least ten to one on that. My gosh, me that's and Farah matched was like a like a parlay like. Like we bet a World Cup match for money or something. 34 in North Dakota. Stevie Max in North Dakota right now. Never been to North. Only been to South. Never been that far. Stevie Mac is working not just here every day. This guy's on the road. That's cold, cold. Oil stuff. Ooh. 34 in North Dakota. You think that's different than 34 here? I don't think so. No, it's better here than there. I mean, it's our dry. The humidity is what makes that cold really biting. But 34 is still cold. Warm in North Dakota, though. December 34, they're probably excited about 34. Landon Higa, aloha, my friend, <laughs> mahalo. He comes in at 79 here in Hawaii. Yeah. That's a that's a flex right there. Man, <laughs> that's man. an old school flex. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, it's 80 here. It's 80, it's 80 every day there. Yes, we know. It's rinse and repeat for you that's guys. It was in Curacao, man. It was great. I got every used to it. I day. really liked it a lot. Jordan Groff, there are two Dakotas. Yes, there are two Dakotas. There there are two Dakotas in this country. Very, very true. All right. Well, it's cold outside, but the hot stove is on fire. Holy crap. A lot of good things to get to baseball-wise. I know it's December and football season, but this is a big day baseball-wise for a variety of reasons. The first of which is that Aaron Judge 
has decided to stick around and be a New York Yankee to the tune of 360 million, nine years, 360. How do you feel about this contract? Dave, he's 31 years old. Is it the Pujols contract over again? 100%. Like the back end of it's going to be ugly. I hope for Yankee fans, they, you know, they don't want to boo him in the playoffs. That's just, you know, that's just that they just booed this guy. Now they're going to be stuck with him for nine years. I mean, you guys are happy about keeping judge. Are you, you weren't even happy that he was, you know, struggling a little bit in the playoffs. Like the hypocritical nature of the Yankee fans is, is I mean, we could write a book on that. It's great. Have. <laughs> you know, um, the game is rigged. There's no, oh, I mean, that, they're on, paying yeah. Judge more than they're paying the whole team, some teams. Well, it's, it's always ball. been, I mean, it's always been that way. As long as baseball doesn't have a salary cap, the Yankees are always going to be able to offer contracts of this nature and other teams could never. So that's just the way the game has been. It's interesting that Judge at 31 gets more money in more years than what he what the Yankees offered in spring training. They offered eight years at 30 in spring training. Judge said, nope, I'm betting on myself. And he winds up with nine years at 40 million. So good job right. out of you. <laughs> That's what that was the hope. Go set the home run record, go have a monster year, and you're able to acquire, you know, almost a hundred million more out of the Yankees. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird business. I mean, they always offer you the floor. They don't offer you the ceiling. I mean, you know, you know, between agents knowing what everybody's making, the league knowing what everybody's making, it's all kind of, you know, working. Everybody's working together. So they offer him that. He says, no, I'm going to stay or I'm going to pass. I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to hit. I'm going to try to try to win a world series. And he plays like he plays. Now he played above what, what was expected. So he got yeah. more. But it wasn't like if he left, if he had a bad year, he got hurt. What were they going to offer him? Half of what they offered him at this point? They were going to offer him that. That's pretty good, too. But the economy of scale goes up. Right. And then we see what $40 million's worth in 2030. 2030, maybe $40 million's cheap. Maybe that's not expensive. Well, that's the, that's the thinking, I think, for the, for the owners and for the, for the people that will give you a nine-year contract. Listen, I got married once. I wasn't even sure I was going to give her a nine-year contract. <laughs> and I love that woman, my wife. I do. Like, nine years to play baseball? In that city. Hit, and you're going to, what are you going to, I mean, you're going to be 38 holding down right field? But come on. I, I, the age and whatnot, but yeah. Seems like a lot of money, man. It is, but it's. You know, you mentioned the economy of scale. We have to see what Aaron Judge, I mean, he's hitting 30 home runs a year at 38 years old, making 40 million. Okay, he's overpaid, but what if he hits 60 next year or hits 55 next year? He'd be outperforming 40 million. So it might work itself out. I think that's the thinking too with the Yankees is if we win a World Series, this contract pays for itself. Just got to win a World Series, you know? So win one and in New York, it's worth weight. It's worth five times this contract is if the Yankees win the world series. Got to do it though. Those championships are expensive, man. And they're hard to win. <laughs> I 
that's it's, 2009. That's impressive. Um, if clock you're is ticking to do it, clock is ticking though. I mean, you signed this deal, clock's ticking on everybody. It ain't, it ain't taking on Cashman. You know. Well, it could. I mean, Yankees could eat that contract too. I mean, Yankees eat Boone's contract. They could eat Cashman's contract. But I mean, according to insiders, you know, Hank Steinbrenner rolled in last minute and said, no, you're not going to the Giants. You're going to the Yankees. Now, that very well might be spin. That might be truth. We do know that John Heyman, MLB insider, is going to be known for a while for his arson judge tweet <laughs> that came out yesterday in which he reported that Aaron judge was going to the giants and called him arson <laughs> arson to the Aaron <laughs> and arson judge. He was tweeting so fast that arson judge becomes a thing. Now and people are going to have arson judge shirts in New York and Heyman had to backtrack big time. I'm not trying to drag John Heyman, but it's a really bad thing to say in report that he was going to the Giants when he went to the Yankees. Is it? Yeah, it's it's bad. It's Why? Not. He got he probably got him an extra year on the deal. And you oh, know. I mean, he may have been played by the agent. I mean, Scott Boris may have been the one to give him that information. And he's going to the Giants and the Yankees, and then Hank Steinbrenner rolls in and says, No, 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 no. What's the deal? Beat it now. Very possible. Very, very possible. But then you're being used and you're the pawn of the agent and you're, you know, no one's going to trust what you're saying. Like Heyman's out here today t- saying the Red Sox are close to landing Xander Bogarts and bringing him back. No Red Sox fan believes it at all. They, think they don't? It, no. I think it's Scott Boris playing the same way he played him yesterday. It's the Red Sox, you know, ownership has not shown any real indication they want to do a deal with Bogarts at the market rate. So now all of a sudden they do because Aaron Judge is there. So like, it's just your credibility gets tested as a reporter and you're supposed to be an insider and numerous people, Yankee fans all over Twitter yesterday were saying, well, when Jeff Passan reports it, I'll, I'll, I'll believe it. Where's Passan? I can't buy Heyman anymore. So, I mean, Bob Nightingale has, was the first guy. No one believes a thing that Bob Nightingale says. Sean Heyman is now in that same category as well. He's reporting it, but mm, I don't know. We'll see if somebody else comes in and reports it. Woj is reporting it and moving betting markets. Well, I People mean, still believe Woj? Uh, they won't for the draft. No, <laughs> next year for the NBA draft, they will not believe Wojcicki. No, he he will have to do with somebody else who will do a lot of the tweeting. I, my gut tells me that ESPN will probably not have him be as active during the draft as they were as, as he was last year. I don't believe any of it. That's what that, that that's that's my thing. I unless I hear it from them directly. Yep, they're all using everybody. True, chef platforms. Yep, you know, chef is. I mean, I I don't. I hope he's getting. Well, I mean, he's getting paid because he's getting paid a lot of money. But yeah, I hope he's ten million a year paid for the tweets. You know, well, when you get paid ten million. You can say and tweet whatever the fuck you want. True, you know what I mean? Are you getting paid in cash? You're getting paid in kind. It's more of who cares? You, well, no, get, for them, it's currency. Currency is information. So that they, if, if they take one for the team, like Heyman may have taken one for the team in order to get five more breaking stories <laughs> from somebody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> These people are out of their mind. So it's it, they're yeah. trading in currency. The, the currency is information. So hey, if I uh, go ahead and do this. You exposed me. I took that. Yeah, I got you. Here's two, 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 and boom, boom, boom. I'll take care of you the next time around type of thing. 
kind of like uh, tipping, tipping a valet, you know, of cash on you. I'll get you on the other side. I'll get you when I come on out and you get, get them on the other side. You double it down or whatever you got to do. Mm. Just trading in, in, information. But for the, for today, at least arson judge is a thing. And John Heyman has to kind of wear it for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, those Yankee fans are all thumping their chest today. They're pretty excited. They should be. They got their guy back. I mean, they, they should be excited. You know who should not be excited though? And we're who? doing the we're doing the Omaha searing hot take of the sh- take of the day at the top of the show because it's right into this. This has to be a bigger story, and it's not. This is unbelievable. Insider.com. They have got done an extensive study. The headline is this major league baseball used at least two types of balls again this year and evidence points to a third ball used by major league baseball, three balls, three different balls, major league baseball used three different balls. Dead balls were used in 2022, but they found older balls that were juiced and they found balls that were in the middle that they're calling Goldilocks balls. This is from an astrophysicist. Okay. Does he play baseball? She. She does she play baseball? No. Okay. Fantastic. So neutral party. So she goes and does all these different researches or grabs all these different balls to find out what exactly happened. <sighs> they found through their research. Well, first and foremost, let me, before I get to this, let me tell you about almostakes.com. Do you know this? They have upped the offer, guys. It's now 40 bucks off. Not 30 bucks off. It's now 40 bucks off with the promo code BVB. On top of the 50%? On top of the 50% off. So the whole site's 50% off, and now they're putting 40 bucks down. They're knocking 40 bucks off your offer if you use that promo code BVB. So they're upping everything, all the curated gift packages. I know we're getting close to that buying season because I'm in it too. Like I'm starting to go, okay, I got to buy Christmas presents now. Like it's a, you know, we're getting to that point, the seventh, eighth, ninth, you're starting to realize it's coming. So this is a time to buy, time to get involved. And now they're going to take 40 bucks off your shipping. Minimum order may be required, but you got half off all these gift packages plus 40 bucks off right now. So if you haven't done it yet, omahasteaks.com. Buy the go meat. Buy, go buy the meat. Go buy the meat. I mean, the meat's discounted even more now. Right? Yep. That's a lot of meat. For and then off and then 40 bucks off, off at the end. Get the meat. Get the meat. So, all right. So let me explain who this person is. Yes. So they went and take a look at all these different numbers because people were talking about balls. Chris Bassett was out here talking about different baseballs being used. At a press conference, Rob Manfred at the all-star game acknowledged the league had used two baseballs the previous year. Remember that? Yep. And we, and you and I both were like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> he, he, he just, he just casually and calmly was like, well, yeah, we used two different baseballs. Well, here's a couple different baseballs. Yeah. You did what? Like, yeah. You're just going to casually. Okay. We're betting real money in this stuff. All right. Yep. That's fine. Yep. So he comes out and says that. So this tips off all people who are now involved in research and they're going, okay, let's figure this out. He chalked it up to the variants during the COVID era when the Rawlings plant, which they bought Rawlings, remember that, yep. led to baseballs that were a little bit livelier, a little bit heavier. Two balls were distributed randomly throughout the game. So they didn't know what was going to happen. So then he went to the podium and said, the baseballs used in 2022 were produced under a new manufacturing process, meaning the deader ball 
And in fact, the process has resulted in a more consistent baseball. But according to new an, uh, analysis of more than 200 balls used in games during the 2022 season, mm-hmm. Meredith Willis, a Society for American Baseball Research award-winning astrophysicist, conducted tests that proved that that's not true. Major League Baseball did not settle into using a single more consistent baseball. According to her research, they used three, not two, three baseballs that were used during the 2022 season. Where do you think baseballs that were a little bit bouncier would have shown up? Dave, just a guess. Where were they made or where did they show up? Where would you think baseball would distribute baseballs? In the majors? In Major League Baseball. Where would it be a little bit advantageous to have a baseball that might have a little bit more spring to it? Oh, you mean as far as a stadium or a city? You mean they didn't just uniformly disperse them all across like the American League? They picked one city? Cities, but one in particular. The guy that hit all the home runs. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. What other cities? They, when they used baseballs that had any type of stamp on them. Uh-huh. So when the Yankees, or when the Rangers had a 50th anniversary ball and they put a stamp on it, they found out that the ball, when they used it, it was a Goldilocks ball. It had more flight to it. Goldilocks ball. Why do so they call it that? Because it's just right. A little bit more spring, not too heavy, not too light, just right. They call it the Goldilocks ball. That's why they're doing it. Baseball. The all-star game in the home run derby. Major League Baseball postseason. Remember the Phillies? All those home runs the Phillies were hitting? Major League Baseball. Philadelphia, too, they used those balls? They just rolled this out and be like, oh, you know, here. Here's a ball that's a little bit more springy. In the postseason. And they stamped them differently, so it was no big deal. But that that way, everybody knew what balls were which. The only Goldilocks balls we obtained from the regular season that did not have a commemorative stamp were from Yankee games. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't, Didn't put the stamp on the Yankee games. They just put the balls in the Yankee stadium. And by the way... It happened to be in September and October where they were finding the majority of these baseballs being used, and the vast majority in September were used during Yankee games. Man, baseball. Oh man. How is this not a bigger story? So Les Les C is in in the chat. He said the balls were made in Costa Rica. Well, the Rawlings whatever, plant was yeah, made. The, yeah. Rawlings had COVID issues and blah blah blah, but yes. Yeah, so they're making them in Costa Rica. They got a little more, more bounce to the ounce. That's like my boy Heavy D. More bounce to the ounce. That's what these balls had. Yeah, it says, we know when each and every Major League Baseball is made down to the week it was produced in the Rawlings factory in Costa Rica by examining and decoding six-letter batch codes printed on each of the ball's leather cover. This process of dating each ball is what led Willis to find that two different baseballs were in circulation in the 2021 season, which the league admitted when we asked them about it. (laughs) I mean, this is what in the hell is going on here in response to insiders inquiries about the Goldilocks ball. 
MLB provided statements from two researchers who work for league-affiliated research labs, one from Washington State University and the other from the University of Massachusetts at Lowell. Both said that, that both had studied the 2022 baseballs and found no variance beyond what you would expect from a handmade product. That is not what they are seeing <laughs> on this. Research, Read that last sentence again. There is no variance. They said both said they had studied the 2022 baseballs and found okay. no variation beyond what you'd expect from a handmade product reached by insider. Uh, so while the league is eager to dismiss Willis's research, not everyone shares Manfred's opinion of her. Willis is a Harvard educated scientist with a PhD from Montana state university and her work on baseballs has been featured in sports illustrated and the athletic <laughs> no less a scientific luminary than Hayden Planetarium director Neil deGrasse Tyson vouches for Willis's work. I am delighted to see this breadth of expertise applied to America's pastime by my astrophysicist colleague, Dr. Willis. She may be uniquely equipped to sift uh, what is objectively true from what people want or think is true in the game of baseball. <laughs> When you read this story, it tells you when these balls, these extra juiced balls appeared last year, the home run derby, the world series, the Rangers in their 50th anniversary season, just to name those three, those balls were effectively made for a particular circumstance. It would never be used outside of those specific events or home run parks. This is again, stamped by the Costa Rican facility. However, there were 20 exceptions, 20 locked. Goldilocks balls that bore no speciality markings on their covers. We found nine in the postseason across four playoff rounds and 11 obtained from Yankee games. <laughs> like our sample is not random. We got balls from whatever sources were available to us. And mm. we can't represent that any particular ball was sent for any particular reason to any particular game. Oh. We don't know whether judge hit a Goldilocks ball on his way towards breaking the record. We do know that the league keeps track of information that would permit if wanted to, to know which balls get used in which game. According to two sources familiar with MLB's ball shipment process, the league does not, or the league not only directs where its balls are sent. It also knows which boxes it's game compliance monitors, league employees, tasked with ensuring each game adheres to league rules approve and use before each game starts. <sighs> IE major league baseball knows exactly what ball is in play and when it was made and where it was made. I'm just saying like baseball is already on the record saying, yeah, we fuck with the ball. <laughs> we, we, we do this. We had it. We know it. And now we're going back and someone just hit 62 home runs. Somebody just broke the American league record and we're finding out that the ball that was used in September and October was not the same as what they used during the regular season in other games. Hmm. We talked about this. You can't juice the player anymore. So what do you do? You juice the ball. Nobody grasped can... Neil deGrasse. That's that. That's that yeah. guy about the yeah. solar system and yeah. all that. This is he's, yeah. yeah. He's vouching I, for this research. I have a feeling he'll vouch for anything. Like Ooh. if you tell him to vouch for it, like he he'll 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 look at it, but then he'll vouch for it. I, I see him too much. Like <laughs> he's too public. For, he's too out. Well, he just he vouches for everything. Like 
if you baseball know, kind of, has always been doing this, does this make it a non-story to you? Does it not matter? I, can't, I don't want to become numb to this stuff. I, I don't. It takes ten about 10 days to make a baseball start to finish. Cork okay. and a rubber center known as the pill is wound in wool. Yep. If you read the story, top they literally hand-stitched together. Yes. Insider.com. Insider.com goes through the exact ball-making process in this story. It's a long, long story. But they right. literally go through the entire ball and tell you what the ball is. I mean, they, they, there's more stuff in this story. Just the headline of this story is the fact that they have found not one, not two, but three different baseballs to have been used last year by Major I League Baseball. I wonder why the pitchers, the pitchers would know. And they're mad. That's the right? thing. The pitchers, the pitchers are, are mad. Steaming yep. Because there were balls that they just couldn't control the same. And they were saying all these things and they were getting a sound bite and it would go away the next day. They get threatened in this story. It talks about Major League Baseball's <laughs> when they tried to get baseballs or they were given baseballs by players, by pitchers who were like, study this. They got a very stern warning from Major League Baseball. Do not do that. Do not give. And they can't go and like cut a baseball like Aaron judges 60 second baseball. You can't go and cut that thing open. Like <laughs> You're not going to go in there and be like, let me see this ball, cut it open, examine it and be like, yeah, this ball was, you know, was, was, was a, was a juiced baseball. Can't do that. Oh, cause you blow the money. Yeah. It's a, it's a piece of memorabilia. Like you, you can't, you can't do the types of research you'd want to do to find out was that baseball the same as a baseball home run hit two months earlier. Got to compare and contrast. It's ironic that it's December 7th and we're talking about baseball, isn't it? These winter meetings and all this other stuff like baseball accomplished what they wanted, I guess, yep. with the, you know, getting us to talk about it. I, f I fucking love baseball. Mm. I really do. But I don't want to hear this bullshit. Nor do I. It like, sucks. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to hear this. You know? Did Aaron Judge just turn these baseballs into 40 million a year? <laughs> well, I mean... He used the Padres and the Giants for leverage to turn it into 40 million a year. He was going to get 30. 30 for, for eight. He got yeah. 40 for nine. Judge, if you remember how it went, remember Aaron Judge slowed down? At the end of, end of August, Aaron Judge's numbers weren't as fast. Right. And then October happened, <laughs> and it was like, zoop. We didn't get a hit in the postseason. That's true. They didn't get a hit in the postseason. And they were using the, ball, and they were they using were the balls. They were using the balls in the postseason. They're using those which games, 11 occurrences. We don't know which. So obviously, we're using them in Philadelphia. Brother yeah. Dan has a good point. They need to send these juice balls to the worst five teams in the league and see if that balances things out a little bit. There. <laughs> uh, maybe they should yeah, send them to the bad teams and see if that should, helps. Does there, let me ask you this. Does there need to be a universal baseball? I thought there was P. Ralt. I thought a baseball was a baseball, and they made them. They got they got analysts that said the control people. They got boxes stamped and send them to the people. You mean to tell me they're different baseballs? Like how in the hell is a baseball in Milwaukee not the same as it is in San Diego? It's a baseball. Tom Brady almost went to the Supreme Court over this. <laughs> Tom Brady almost took a story involving a baseball inflation <laughs> all the way to the Supreme Court. And we're just going to sit. This story is not being talked about. No one's mentioning it. It's a, I, I'm like, I'm screaming it at the top of my lungs going, how is this not a lead story on sports center? How is not everyone in baseball talking about this Somebody right now? Somebody say something like, like I, you're, I, 
the game we're watching, you're basically saying, yes, there's different games in which different balls are being used, yet we're going to judge these guys on the same playing surface based on home runs, RBIs, batting average, everything else. Really? Like, we're just going to, like, this is a turn the page, not non-story, not, nothing to see here. Rob Manfred answers for nothing, even though, well, he admitted it, Matt. He, he, in, in July of 2022, he admitted that they're using two baseballs. Just say it. So now they get to have three? Or four or five? Like, are we going to have different baseballs for different environments? Like, well, you know, we can't have the same ball in Colorado. That doesn't work because, you know, it's really dry there and the ball is going to fly out. I mean, shit, if they come here to Vegas, what are they going to do? Give you like a sopping wet baseball to play with? I mean, here, everyone knows the guys love playing baseball here. You get the ball in the wind. We're, at, we're a mile up. The ball just goes here in Vegas. It's a, it's, and the pitchers hate it because the breaking balls and stuff, nothing breaks. It's really hard to snap off really good stuff. Um, man, oh man, I don't want to hear this. Like I, I just, in the books, like you, you say it all the time when you're gambling on it, you say it all the time and like, oh wow, they must be using the juice balls tonight. You know, it's, it's five, four in the third, the total in the game was eight. It's already over the total in the third inning, and you're la- you're laughing, but you're not. This is, I mean, it's December, so we're going to be talking about football and bowl games and college basketball, and it's going to get lost in all this. But I don't know. This leads to a lot of questions. It leads to more questions than answers for me. Like baseball it. cannot own Rawlings. Just going to say this: baseball owning the manufacturer for baseballs leads to this. Well, doesn't the NFL own Wilson? Where they make no. the footballs? They don't own Wilson. They have a deal with Wilson. Oh. Spalding, the NBA basketball, Spalding is owned by Spalding. NBA signs a deal to have their balls be used during games. MLB bought Rawlings. Can you, the, 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 the NBA tried to change the balls, what, last year? They had that slipperier ball that or that brighter orange and ball. they had to go back. All the games were going under. Guys Nobody, Everybody yeah. was bitching about it. They had to change it back. Yep. I mean, like, and they didn't tell nobody. They just, people were starting to just watch games and go, what is that bright orange ball? Like, why does it look different? And what, you know, and then the players started bitching about it and then boom, it disappeared. Now, now all the games are going over every night in the NBA. feels like a game goes over like every way. I think they're about a 60% to the over or something. Wow. So I don't know. That's neither here nor there. It's a good question. It is a searing hot take of the day by the meat. And somebody in the chat put that this uh, this segment brought to you by, what does that say? The testicular what? Three balls, two balls, one ball. I don't know what they said. Testicles. I don't even know. I don't even know if you have to bleep that, but. I don't think so, but. I don't think so. Watch that story. That that Go read. Insider.com has got the full research breakdown. It's a long read, but it's a really good read. Um, right Let me move this thing. Hold on. Yeah. Stay right there. We'll do one more baseball story because, well, one, we referenced that maybe we'll see Xander Bogarts going back to the Red Sox, but I don't know if I buy that information or not. Kenley Jansen has become the new closer for the Boston Red Sox, which is, I don't know how this ends well, given what Jensen has done in his career when he blows games. He was very good last year in the one year he went after he left the Dodgers. But 
Does Kenley Jansen seem like a guy whose mental makeup is going to do well at Fenway Park when they're booing him like crazy? <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. Right. I, this does. I saw this and I was like, oh, I love the guy. Okay. But when things go wrong with Jansen, oh no. Like, it, it, I, this is not going to end well. You got to have, um, you got to have thick skin to play in places back east when it ain't going good. Like Jonathan Papelbon, you got to be insane. You just got to have nothing. Like no one, he didn't give a flip what anybody said to him. Jansen, he crumbled in Dodger Stadium at times. Oh, this is this is yeah. Uh-oh. Like he's gonna give up a game, you know, game tying, game losing home run, something to judge. Oh, <laughs> something like that. And then they're going to ask him the questions. And then the fans, I mean, the fans are, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough place. They expect effort. I mean, again, I don't need Wins. to remind Yankee fans. You just booed the all-time American League home run leader a week after he set the record. People are all crazy. Um, This doesn't feel like a good fit to me, but. You know, they need bullpen help. Oh, my God, do they ever. <laughs> Taylor Hawk becomes the setup guy in the eighth inning, which I don't mind. Garrett Whitlock's going to be a starter. Red Sox rotation is still pathetic. But, okay, you can go and get a back-end guy. I mean, yes, on paper, he's a very good back-end guy. We'll see what he does with the Red Sox. Maybe he'll be great. But whew, if things don't go right, this could be a really bad signing for the Boston Red Sox. There it is. The Addison dropped it in the segment sponsored by the testicular cancer society. Ah, Tyler sure. bet smart. The total for balls mentioned today is 669 <laughs> and a half. Yeah. Call Tyler. We got a haircut place for you. Don't worry about it. We'll oh, yeah. see you when you My get guy. to Vegas. We'll take care of it. We'll, we'll, we'll take yeah. care of it. Golf game. I might need to look around a little bit, but the, the hair, I got you. The golf game, he's going to have to ask himself. <laughs> the boy can play. We can't oh, can just he? set him up. Yeah, I oh. can't go put him in a golf game. Hey, I got a guy that wants to come play golf. I got guys that are sharks like him. He could go play golf with. That's no problem. But Tyler okay. would be on his own to negotiate the hand <laughs> the terms. number of strokes. <laughs> yes, that's that's all on you, Tyler. All right, better bet for this weekend. Army Navy under for a seventeenth. Yes. Hold on, Army Navy. Whatever under. that. Whatever else it could be. How could it be better than that? But go ahead. Denver, Kansas City, under oh, forty three. <laughs> Eleven and one. The he's Denver Broncos. He's good. That's a good one to match it with. P. Ralt. Kansas City is seven and five to the under this year. Denver's one in eleven and one, right? To the under, correct. Yeah, eleven and one. So you have two teams playing under the best NFL team on a record run right now in terms of the under versus the college football under bet of the year, every year, army Navy, but powers, did you see it? So Brad powers is, we both know him, but I mean, he's a friend mm-hmm. put it out that if the total was this in the last 16 years, it would only be nine and seven. Correct. Yes. So I went through we all may the have reached the point. It no was 36 the last two years and still went way under. Way under. So, I mean, I, the, the books are just, it, it opened up at 35. The pros have driven this thing down to 32 and a half. I think the number should be 31. And I think it probably will close there. What's the number? Um, 
Are we are we having a little bit of a difficulty here with the stream? Are you it's guys having buffering it? a little bit on you? Yeah, me too. Uh huh. It's jumping okay. around. I think I think we're okay in the stream, but it may just be us. Okay, I just want to make sure. I hate doing it with that. Yeah, with that going like that because I yeah. can't tell. Um, at what point do you go in the book? Because I I did this the last two years that I was in there. I was in a risk room, standing on the table, and say, "Just make it twenty nine and a half." Wow. I said, "Just let them bet." over we lose to the under every year yeah let's lose to the over one year let's set a record let's 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 be the guys that set a record that made the lowest total in recorded history in football college football army navy history whatever what's the difference if we lose to the over if it goes over you've been waiting to get it right for 16 years and you ain't got it right yet. So if you go over, I, I pulled this last night on on just the picks because it's it's really interesting to see the numbers. These two teams kind of have like have banged back and forth, but not with total. So 36 last year, 17, 13 final, 30 on right. Yeah. 36 in 2020, 15 nothing under 36. 2019, 31 7. 38 total was 42 under right 2018 17 10 total was 38 and a half 27 way under 14 13 2017 total was 44 and a half so while brad's right about the historical numbers the last five years 32 and a half is under I mean, mm-hmm. these two these two offenses just do not score against each other they run triple option it's a running clock and it just becomes under, under, under. I mean, if you want to go back in time, it's crazy. Cause you go back and look at in 2014, the number was 55 and a half. Final score is 1710. Yeah. That was a bad number. <laughs> but I mean, the books, I mean, even in recent memory, the books have had a number in the 50s for these two teams. Yeah. And it's been that woefully under number. Um There's three touchdowns scored in a game, right? Army Navy? There's three touchdowns most likely scored in the game. Probably, yeah. If there's four, four, you got a shot at going over. But there's probably three touchdowns scored in a game. They may be all by one side. It may be 2-1. And then it's a matter of field goals. And if you get lucky with a turnover or a defensive score, then the game goes over. Hasn't happened. I'd make it 30. Wow. I would want to need the under. There's no way you could want to need the over. Now, you may have done it with 31. You may have reached a point. I mean, it's, what is it, 32 and a half right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what are, you, what are you waiting to get some under bets? Like, I don't know. It's it's weird because the pageantry for this game is way more than the handle for this game. You know Interesting. What I mean? Okay. There's no... There's, this isn't even do a blip on the radar of handle. Huh. You know, there's there's people that bet it, but this is the day that a lot of people take off. Okay. It's the first Saturday in four months where there's no college football. But you know, and they're looking at college basketball. They're taking the day off. There's Christmas shop, and there's just it's it's a it's a down weekend as far as handle. They all are the rest of the way till till New Year's. The NFL handles down. Um. So 
It's a great time to come to Vegas, by the way, in case you're ever curious. There, it is a great time to come to Vegas. You can move around a little bit, get to and from places. There's places nothing sold out. Restaurants are right. always 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 availabilities at restaurants. You'll get to the right. shows you want to go to. And then the week after Christmas, the the week before Christmas and New Year's is the best week of the year to come to Vegas. Oh, there's nothing going on here. You can drive like, a truck through availabilities at, at the casinos. <laughs> yeah, it's you can play whatever games you want and get to and from places easy. Um, but but dress warm. Like people are thinking they're going to come and sit by the pool. Like the pools aren't even open. A lot of them. Like just people. It's cold here. It gets a high of fifty five maybe or something in in December. So and it gets low, low, and at night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, if you're just, you're just here to gamble or go to concerts or shows or plays or whatever, to a restaurants, it's a, it's a cheap time to come. If you want to call it that, come watch a hockey game, go to a golden Knights game or something. You can do that with that. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, so the Rams picked up Baker Mayfield yesterday. Rams will play the, the Raiders tomorrow night in LA. 75% Raider fans are being projected for the game, by the way. No Ram fans will be at that building. It'll why would they? Silver and black home game <laughs> for the Rams, who are three and nine on the year. Raiders are five and seven. Raiders are laying six and a half now here against the Rams. Should Mayfield play? <laughs> Should Mayfield play? Does this guy that you got not know the playbook that much? Where you're going to bring in this guy? The game's tomorrow. Yep. He ain't playing. Is he no? playing? I think he'll play. You yeah. think he'll play? I think the numbers go, the numbers going up, and I think it <laughs> indicates that either Waller, Renfro, or both are going to play, and that Mayfield may be playing too. So hold on. They picked this guy up at the airport. Like I pick up Leslie. Okay, Leslie was here, and, and I had to pick him up at the airport, and I had to drive him to the airport when he left. But Baker ain't leaving. They're going to pick Baker up at the airport and bring him to the facility, and say. <laughs> You're in tomorrow. <laughs> they gave him the playbook before he got on the plane from Study Carolina. Study it on the flight. They gave him the playbook. You have a six-hour flight. Here you go. Go learn the playbook. He landed with the playbook already in his possession. He's already been trying to learn it to be available for Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Are they going to block for him? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They haven't blocked for any of the other two, three quarterbacks that they've had on, on the field this year. Oh, man. This Who is going to bet the Rams. See, I wore the Rams stuff yesterday in support of, uh, of the books are going to need the Rams gigantic, but like the books are going to need the Rams gigantic. If Waller and Renfro both are clear because they're both eligible to come off the IR, would you play them? Or would you bet? Would you sit there and say, "Look, we can win this game without those two guys. Get an extra because you have the mini buy coming out. You play Thursday. You don't play again till Sun till um, till Sunday against the Patriots. So it's a mini buy. Even more time for these guys to get healthy. Would you play either or or one or the other or neither? Because I lean I lean playing neither. I, I sit them both down. Are they okay? Like, what are they, they playing hurt or what are they, what, why, well, they why are they have, playing now? Well, because the hamstring, because they came off, they have, they, they're on the four week. They were put on the, on the, what do they call it? The um, injured reserve list. So you get four. Oh, so weeks. this is the week they're eligible yes. to come off. Both of them are eligible. So they to come may off. not be fully healthy. It's a hamstring for Waller. You know, it's pretty serious for him. 
Renfro, I think it's a couple different things for him. But does he want to play? Does, does both want to play. play? I mean, because we got a there's a lot of times during the season when he was healthy, we question whether he wanted to play. Right, and that's I mean, you know, there's a lot of nasty bad stuff here in Vegas flying around about that. But uh, so, right, I mean, so like, yeah, things are going pretty good for the Raiders recently. Do you want to go and insert? A guy that don't really want to play that's kind of playing for himself when you got other guys that are kind of playing for the team. I don't know. I, without being in a room, I don't know. I could probably ask Adam. Yeah, I wouldn't play him. I, I would I would let them both have the mini buy, rest another week and a half, and then get ready for week 15. Right. Because here's the thing, okay? The Raiders are five and seven on the year. You tell me what the Raiders are going to end up with for a final record. This is kind of crazy. So Let's just say they're going to beat the Rams, right? Okay. That's one win. Patriots at home next week. It was Sunday night. It's been flexed to Sunday afternoon. Flexed to Sunday afternoon. Line on the game should be Raiders one or one and a half. What's the line? Two. Oh, two. Oh, one and a half some places. Okay. Still got it. It's unbelievable. Just kind of talking it out. You just fire it out. All right. So that's a pick em game. You like them, them or the Patriots? I got to watch the Patriots. I mean, they have a game in between. So let's see what the Patriots do against the Cardinals. The Patriots are going to stay out West. They're playing the Cardinals. They're not going back. So they're going to stay in Arizona, have some work time, and then play against the Raiders. I always like those teams on the second game of that when they stay and build up all that time together on the road. Mm -hmm. So I'll say the Raiders lose that game. So I only got one. Okay, fair. At Pittsburgh. Told you back then they weren't winning that game when we did the Raiders schedule. They ain't going to Pittsburgh and winning. I don't know. They're talking about the Steelers still being in the hunt in Pittsburgh. You believe these people, my brethren, my people, all you guys watching the shows back in Same people are saying with the Patriots. It's the same. Right. And they ain't in it. They ain't making the playoffs. Everybody relax. I don't think the the Raiders. I mean, look, if the Raiders run the ball with Jacobs, the way they're running the ball right now, they could beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Oh, they could. They'll probably be favored. That'd be wrong, but that, it's, they'll, they'll, they could be minus one on top, depending I mean, on they, how Arguably. Okay, you though. can make a case. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you can make right. a case right. that the Raiders will beat the Rams, Patriots, and Steelers the next three weeks. You can make that case. I can't make that the case. Lines, three in a you, row. You just said the line's a coin flip, basically. On they are. They are. Okay, they're up. They're six and a half point favorites tomorrow night. Mini buy to prep for the Patriots. Win, Patriots win one, two coin flip one way or the other, right? Patriots. So they could be eight and seven if they win all three. And they've and won three what? in a row. And then what? San Francisco and the Chiefs at home to end the year. Back to back home games. Are they beating San Francisco? Are you out of your mind? I am not on my mind only because we need to see what Brock Purdy looks like. A and B, do they True. need it? Do True. they need it? What if the what if the Niners don't need it? What if the Chiefs don't need it? It doesn't matter to them. They've got both of them have their divisions wrapped up. Their seeds are pretty much set. And again, we're coming down to a week 18 home game for the Raiders against a divisional opponent to make the postseason. Holy shit, wouldn't this what a story that would be again. 
I'm not saying I'm again, just like, so everyone tie. I'm not saying this. Oh, yeah, I'm not God. saying it's going to happen, but where this oh, team was, what the hell to where this team is right now, given where the schedule is. And given the fact that Devonte Adams over the last month has been unguardable and Josh Jacobs over the last month has been untackleable. They have been, I mean, their defense is still not good, but it's been good enough. And I mean, the narrative at five and seven, the narrative actually is somewhat positive around the Raiders, which is odd compared to where they were. What a story. That would be incredible. Nine and eight is not out of the realm. Definitely not. Five Most and likely eight and nine right is now, pro- eight and nine is probably the more. Yeah, they win three and lose two. Yeah, it's probably right. what will happen. It could be but, two and three. Even. Yep. That's possible too. But if you would ask me, are they going to go on the road in back-to-back weeks and are they going to beat Seattle and they are, are they going to beat Denver? I would have told you no. Well, they were definitely splitting those games and they want them both in overtime on walk-offs. Right. And then last week they get a really big win over the, over the chargers divisional game on the road. You're like, Oh, it's going to be tough. Well, they got that done. So I mean, you go back, they lost to Arizona 29-23 in overtime. They lost to Tennessee 24-22. Lost to the Chargers on the road 24-19. They lost to KC 30-29. I mean, these are like margin, tiny margins. They're losing these games early, and now they're winning these games. Now they're winning the overtime games. They're winning the one-score games. Uh, My Greek brother, Perry Yudakis, said they're going to win out the rest of the way and miss the playoffs 10 and 7 would miss the playoffs hold on how about that shit okay so let's play this out 10 and 7 right now so in the postseason you have the dolphins with four losses bengals with four losses tennessee with five ravens with four and bills chiefs with three the Raiders have seven. They have a tiebreak over Cleveland based on the, the win percentage in conference games. Browns are five. Just go seven. do the divisions. The divisions. Well, it's more the, the wild card. Are They're not catching. I mean, Baltimore or Cincy in the north. Yep. Bills. Bills or Dolphins. Nine and three or Dolphins. So Tennessee. One, so there's the two wild card spots taken of those, right? Yep. Although so, with Lamar being hurt, can they miss the playoffs and miss the wild card? I hope not. I mean, you may cross one of them out. These people that have Cleveland and Pittsburgh in the hunt, stop. Like they have to win out and have a lot of shit happen. So how long is Lamar out for? Do we know? Uh, it could be one to three weeks, usually with a sprained MCL is, is what I saw. So I don't know. Ravens at Steelers this week is going to be a lot of fun. Right. They play uh, at Steelers at the Browns next two weeks. Wow. Bad time. Pretty big games for the division. (laughs) Come on, Huntley. (laughs) But I mean, in the AFC West, it's Chiefs Chiefs. and Chargers. No, that's the thing because they've they split with the Chargers. They got to get over on them. They're six and six. Raiders are five and seven. Chargers schedule remaining is Dolphins this week. There's one wild card spot remaining for all these teams in the hunt. Because it's for Dolphins the- or Bills who doesn't win, and I think it's Bengals or Ravens who doesn't win. Fair. Titans at the Colts, home for the Ravens at the Broncos for the Chargers. That's not easy. 
Colts and Rams maybe, but Dolphins, Titans, and Broncos all could be losses. Zach the Hat says the Jets are seven and five, and seventh seven will be okay. Seven losses will be okay. Well, the problem for them is that if they, I mean, the Patriots have the tiebreak on them. They beat them twice. So that's hard on the Jets. I mean, the Jets are seven and five right now. They hold the final wild card spot at the moment. The Patriots are one game behind them. Patriots over are six and six. Chargers six and six. Raiders five and seven. Browns five and seven. Steelers five and seven. So it's an interesting look. I mean, I don't, it's not a bad play to go 10 and seven and miss the postseason is very possible, but going 10 and seven, I think would be remarkable if they pulled that off. I don't think they win double digits game. If they win double digit wins in the first year of Josh McDaniels, after they opened up one and three. I ain't leaving. I'll tell you that. No, that's, that's pretty that's huge. I mean, if they just finish with a winning record, if they finish nine and eight, yeah, nine and eight would be huge. Even eight and nine might be. I mean, eight and nine is somewhat. People are saying they're going to win five games. They're going to be, you know, top five pick in the draft type thing. So, I mean, Adams has played so well. Jacobs keeps on chugging along with this calf injury that may or may not be serious. We don't know. He's not playing like it. And now he's on a short week. Seventy-five percent Raider fans, basically a home game in Los Angeles on Thursday night against the Rams. It would be uh, just like the Raiders to throw up all over themselves and lose the game. Baker Mayfield beats them. <laughs> it would be so Raiders to do it. it just, the Rams are covering. I'll tell you that right now. It feels like it. Like this is the, one of those games where you just, ugh, I don't, and, I don't, and they cover. JC from KC asked are the Dolphins staying on the West Coast this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. They went to San Francisco. They stayed out West and they're playing in LA. So I think they beat the, I think they beat the Chargers. Lines Miami. up to three. At three, I think it beat the Chargers and fifty-two too. I think it, it, I think over and favorite will in that game. The Patriots play at Arizona Monday night, so we'll talk about that game specifically on Monday, right? But they win. I mean, they're two-point favorites. Patriots, they can, Patriots. Yes, they they win that game, and then they come here yep. after a week in Arizona and the dry desert air and all that other stuff. They they win two games back to back on the road on the West Coast. Might have to make playoff reservations for them. Well, again, it's Boy, about that'll be. the Jets, Patriots remaining schedule, Cardinals, Raiders, home for the Bengals, home for the Dolphins, at the Bills. <sighs> I ain't got to worry about making no reservations. For I don't know. Dolphins on, on New Year's Day in New England? Snow, frigid, cold. How many times have we seen even good Dolphins teams like go back there and in the get day smoked. go there and just get – Damn smoked. In that and then game. the Bills, it may not matter for Buffalo in week 18. They may sit everybody. <laughs> the, okay. The, the irony, the irony that the Bills are going to go like a lay down and the Patriots get into playoffs by beating them in the last game. Oh, shit. Just a possibility. Or the Bills might just say, I mean, it would be like McDermott to be like, no, we're not keeping you. You're not making the playoffs. We're playing everybody. Like we, we'll playoffs start today. Like now, we're going to kill the Patriots. It's possible. Oh man! So That's- it's there's a lot of really really fun narratives to come here. Um, couple more quick NFL topics. Lions are up to two and a half against the Vikings. Yep. We get to three. There. <laughs> we get to three. 
Oh, we will. Someone will do it. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Someone will do it. And the then five- a gigantic, gigantic bag of money. Even more the, than the, the rocking bet. Even oh, more than that. That's we'll coming. That. <laughs> yeah. Even more than that is coming on the Vikings. If they show a first one to show three uh-huh. is going to get all the money. Wow. They're just waiting right now. Because, I mean, listen, if you could take two and a half on the other side, which a lot of people did, they took Detroit plus two and a half, and they got it to pick, and then they get it flipped to the other side, they're good sitting plus two and a half, plus two and a half. But if they know they can get three, they'll wait. It's only Wednesday. They're waiting for that three. The Lions are eight and four ATS. They're five and two ATS at home. Yeah. Week three, these teams played. The line was six and a half. Vikings at didn't Minnesota. cover. At Minnesota, Vikings didn't cover. One Barely won. One by four. Total is 53 in this game. We have a 10 and two team. Oh. But the Vikings are just two, two and one ATS on the road this year. This is unbelievable. Five so and seven straight up. About this game, there's so many people talking about. Oh, I want to be on the sharp side. I'm taking the Lions because of the line move and all this other stuff. It's so hilarious. I, I love you, people that are that are watching our show and then doing your shows. I really appreciate it. I really, really do. And if you could just credit that you heard it from two jagoffs like me and Matt, that'd be great. And if you where don't, are that's you fine on too. this? Fine. Where are you on this game, though? It's Wednesday. I'm I'm here in Vegas with you doing a show. I don't know where I'm at yet. Okay. Right? I'm leaning Vikings plus three, but I, a big part of me says what? don't fade the pros. Run with the steam. I sat in the Westgate and watched them open this on Sunday. Vikings minus one. They reopened it after the Sunday night games, like when the Sunday night game kicked. And I was sitting with Tommy the Lip. Tommy the Lip, the Buffalo guy, who told me the Bills aren't losing another game this season. Just for the record, he said they're not losing another game this season. They're winning the Super Bowl. Oh, jeez. They're not losing another game. They're winning out the regular season, getting the bye. Everybody's got to go to Buffalo is going to lose, and they're winning the Super Bowl. He said, buy, buy all the plus 450 tickets you can get because it's done. And then I said, what about the game against Cincinnati? And he leaned back, and he said, all right, there may be one in the regular say, season. Yeah. That I might lose that. Since that may, that, that may that, be the one. could be an AFC title preview. But I, I literally said that line will be Detroit minus one tomorrow. And him and the other Tommy E who was sitting there said, how do you know that? I said, because I know I can't give you a reason. <laughs> I don't. I some of these things I know. Happen. And now it's out of control. So much steam <laughs> on the Lions. So much steam. But all these people in this space keep telling us. I mean, Chris was on. Chris is booking the games. He said it. Minnesota's been lucky. Minnesota's been the beneficiary of playing above their power rating. All these things. They keep winning fucking football games. Right? If I'm a Viking fan, I just say, keep on saying what you're saying. I'll take 10 and 2. Thank you very much. Like, would you rather be lucky and, you know, 6 and 6? Or you know, or unlucky in six and six, or lucky in ten and two. I, I I'd rather be lucky in ten and two. <laughs> I mean, I don't ask like when you got the record, like when they ask you your record, it's ten and two. Are you lucky ten and two, or is that a real ten and two? Right. It's what the fuck? Ten. It's ten and two. All right. 
Look, you want to say they're going to lose in the playoffs? Fine, I'll listen, but we're not there yet. We have five weeks to go before we get there. So our, our friend Rufus had a great tweet, though. He did say the guy, the guy who has negative CLV and is picking at a 60% clip in the NFL this year is, is the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they have been a beneficiary of a lot of things. I don't know how they won that game against the Jets last week, but they won. And covered. One and, and covered, cover, right? And covered. And cover. uh, the Niners are laying three and a half against Tampa. Brock Purdy to beat Tom Brady. Are we subscribing to Mr. Irrelevant to beat Mr. Goat? <sighs> I can't wait for this game. This should have been the Sunday night game. Yep. Needed this game in prime time. Although... Did you see the schedule for, for for Sunday? There's three games at 125 Pacific or 105. There's only three. Ugh, they're good. Kansas oh. City, Denver. Yeah. Carolina, Seattle. <laughs> and Tampa, San Fran. Whole country's what's getting the, this game. What's the percentage of the 95 people? is getting this game. Everyone's getting this game. <laughs> I mean, I ain't even turning on. I, I'm not even turning on the red zone on Sunday to yeah. see what's going on during this. I'm just going to watch this game as painful as it could be because it's a dead under. Is it not? Do you see the total in this game, P-Roll? I did. Where, where is it? Um, <laughs> what do you? Oh, it's 37. Is it really? No, I did not see it then. <laughs> 37 and a half. What the heck? It's 37. The only other total that's close is the is the Steelers and the Ravens. And we got a backup quarterback there and and everything else. Man, there's um, no offense being played this week at all. There's not a game in the there's only one game in the 50s. Minnesota, Detroit. That's it. Everything else is either 40. Oh no, they're Dolphins Chargers. It's 52. Got it. Yeah. Um boy. Whew. This is this is gonna be fun. Purdy, Brady. Um Every time Brady plays San Francisco, there's something, right? We always talk about where he's from, where he did, what it is, where does he end his career here? How did Tampa pull that magic trick out of the hat on Monday? I don't know. Do you see this what number? Do you see what AB tweeted out today? What? No, I did not. Tom Brady ended him. I, I wouldn't put him in jail. Tweet out a picture of himself in bed with a woman that looks a whole lot like his ex-wife. <laughs> Antonio Brown did that? Yeah. What's wrong with him? Don't know, man. I just don't. I just don't know. And whether it's her or not, it's it's directed at Brady and it's he just won't let this thing go. Like, I don't know. He's getting the attention he craves or what, but like. It's awful. Like it's it's bordering on like being like mean. Like you like what are you doing? Like why would you? Why are you doing this? It's an ugly picture. It's bad. Photoshopped or not, it still is like directed right at Tom Brady. He lived in his house, man. Went to bat for him for two teams. I mean, <laughs> saved his career. Saved his career. I mean, like. Mentally and deranged. If you, live in, if you live in the house, even if you stay overnight one time, one time, one night, okay, it could be one night. But if, like, if you stay in the house, even for a weekend, and then you betray that person, 
Like that's 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 not Whoa. that's not good. That's that's yeah. Um first thought on this game is San Francisco, no? Yes. San Francisco, lay it. How's Tampa gonna score? Yeah. I mean, we saw it last week. I mean, against the Saints. Like that's, Monday the, night. that's the blueprint. That's what the and the, the Niners have a better defense, can do more of what the Saints were doing. You're not gonna run on them. And the, the, the Bucks can't run the football. So it's all on Brady. And that secondary is really opportunistic. Brady to throw a pick, bet the yes on that. It's yeah. I Andy I don't, threw a pick too, didn't he? He did, yeah. And he lost the game too. <laughs> Brock Purdy, welcome to primetime opportunity to jump in here. Um, okay. I, I want to skip the next, uh, I want to skip the next three stories. The next three. Yeah. Because I, I, we have to get into this and we have to talk okay. about this for, because this is the story of the day in sports betting and we'll go to, we'll go to the NBA after. So we'll, yes. skip, we'll skip the rest of the college football yes. and NFL stories yes. to get to this story. Darren Rovell oh, has uncovered a story. Yes. That reeks of when the guy came to Vegas and bet Tiger Woods to win the masters. Mm. And he claimed it was the first time he had ever made a bet in his life. And he made a six figure bet on Tiger to win the masters and Tiger won the masters. The guy then turned around and gave interviews to whomever who, anybody who wanted to talk to him. And people started asking very basic questions of like, how often do you bet? I don't bet where the money come from. Why did you make it at this book? Yeah. Why did you know? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. It was very obvious that the guy had been told what to bet, had been given the money and had been told what to bet. Mm -hmm. So now we have a third grade teacher, a third grade teacher in New York. Are you aware what third grade teachers make in New York? <laughs> I guess a lot of money or what the <laughs> this guy made a $90,000 bet on Morocco. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I got to get ready for this shit. Start over. A third grade teacher in New York made a what? He's a 20-something-year-old teacher from New York. He instructs elementary school kids how third to play grade. volleyball. He's a fucking gym teacher. Gym teacher. <laughs> I wanted he's, to be a gym teacher. My mom a, said you can't make enough money being a gym teacher, David. You're going to have okay. to do something else. So the bet was $90,818.19. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. 90000 what? $818.19. That's a rollover. That's a rollover amount. Hold on. Hold on. Let's figure that out. Calculator function. Man, I'm fucking fired up. You should put this in while sports grid could see it too. Because the people need to know about this shit. 90,818.19.19 divided by 1.1. No, that's not right. Go ahead. Continue talking. I'll figure out the calculation. So he bet for Morocco to advance to the quarterfinals in the World Cup. This is a very specific bet, okay, for Morocco, who is not a power in world soccer, to advance to the quarterfinals. It would return over a million dollars 
if this were to come to fruition. Okay. The teacher is claiming that the way he got $90,000 to put down on this bet is that he is a quote, big parlay player. (laughs) So he bets parlays to build the bankroll up to $90,000. He was asked, why did you pick the Moroccan national team for the biggest bet of your life at $90,000 plus? His answer was, quote, nothing. I don't know one player's name. <laughs> he put 90000 on a team to make it through a World Cup stage that nobody thought was possible without knowing a single player on the Moroccan national team's name. When he was asked about his strategy, he said, quote, just a hunch. Just a hunch? <laughs> Just a hunch. It was my inclination that Morocco was, quote, undervalued. How does he know they're undervalued? He has no fucking idea. No Just, idea. No, nobody was betting them. That's why they're undervalued. He said, quote, I'm a regular degenerate dude. At the end of the day, it was a bet that I just got lucky. <laughs> Unbelievably lucky, huh? Unbelievably lucky. So Morocco drew Croatia. They beat Belgium. Then they beat Canada, advancing Mm. past the group stage into the knockout rounds. Mm. According to Action Network stats, they did so by by putting up the fewest expected goals of any team besides Qatar, who were woefully undervalued for the tournament. Can we agree that it's Qatar? It's Qatar. Keep talking. Morocco put up fewer expected goals during the group stage and their knockout win over Spain than Belgium did in one half against Croatia. (laughs) So the wins are the wins. So as it happened, Morocco's ticket, all all of a sudden the value went crazy. He had two options, as Darren Rovell wrote today on the Action Network. Cash it out with FanDuel or put six figures down on Spain to advance as a hedge. At a best market price of minus 380 on Spain to advance versus Morocco, the better could have wagered 863,500 as a hedge to guarantee a profit of about 136,000, no matter the results of the match. The cash out offer from, from FanDuel was only 225,000, which would have been more money. He had planned to hedge on it, but unfortunately, FanDuel had pulled it down. It wasn't enough there. So the cash out offer disappeared before he could make that play. So he was forced just to let this thing ride. But he was exploring options. He reached out to our friends at PropSwap, where he had sold tickets before. He was asked, what's the value of my ticket? $218,000. Action Network did tell Darren Rovell on the Action Network that this better had put large parlay tickets before up looking to hedge off of them. So maybe he has had some success betting, or maybe he has done this because he's being paid to do it. Never posted it. He said, didn't even watch the game, Dave. He said, after his class ended in Spain and Morocco had gone to penalty kicks, the teacher proceeded to throw down 150,000 on Spain to advance at minus 150 as a live hedge. How did he get $150,000? I have no idea. (laughs) How did he just find 150,000 to bet it live and, and get it down, by the way, not just well, have the money available. I, I know how they get it down. I've seen right. how they're getting it down. They ain't getting it down maybe with the, the places here. Right? <laughs> There's some places, other places. 
I've seen it. I literally just saw it last week. I saw bets going through for, you know, half a million dollars on a song. So I, I the saw better that. says he doesn't have any backers or investors that no, the 90K initial wager and the 150K hedge are all part of his betting bankroll. <laughs> he just, he's teaching he probably kids. works for odds, Jim. I don't know who he works for, but he worked, but he's working for somebody because I, where you're teaching. I mean, I mean look at bless you. If you're this liquid and you're teaching kids third grade gym. Okay, bless you if that's what you're spending your time with. If you have a bankroll of a quarter million dollars and you're teaching kids gym class in New York with Hold third on. graders and putting up with that aggravation, you know, bless you. His bankroll <laughs> is $20 million if he's betting 190000 on Morocco to advance and then has a hedge bet available. Oh, let me just put on 150 to guarantee me some profit. What the... <laughs> He said, holy shit, I won. I checked my account 20 times. Once my winnings were deposited, I withdrew everything. Oh. <laughs> Better go for a, a trip. Withdraw the money. First question. Vacation. Okay, first question. And I we have a million. The first question. Yeah. Why the fuck are you talking to the Action Network? Cannot believe this. Why are you this stupid? Like, why can't you stop yourself and think about the repercussions of what your answers are going to lead to? Because all you do is open up about 50 more questions from people who understand this stuff to what you just did. Obviously don't care. I mean, James Krause told everybody what he was doing. True. And now where's James James Krause? James Krause, is, is he training people at your gym? I mean, like, nope. I don't know what he's doing. He's doing nothing at the moment. He ain't betting, that's nope. for sure. Well, he might be betting, but that's all he can do. He can bet. He just can't train. Well, I mean, at some point, maybe he knew he's talking because he knew that he's done. Whatever arrangement he has is done. We hit We hit the big score. Your account is marked. You think this guy's going to be able to get a bet on any accounts? Fair. He had Morocco to win it all. We got people and friends that try to bet $50 after they win a little <laughs> bit. They can't bet nothing. This guy just hit him for a fucking million on Morocco. And he's like 20-something. They're going, see, in the book, the first thing you do is go, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you shake his hand, congratulations. But you know, he's betting. He got to be betting for somebody. I mean, or this kid's super smart. We can't beat him. They're going to try to hire him. Hopefully he gets a nice wrist job at FanDuel. He should be the soccer guy. Fuck it. You pick Morocco? How much you want? I'm going to hire you. Do my fucking soccer lines. Forget about teaching basketball and gym class in New York City. I'm going to pay you 150000 Come move my fucking lines. You know? <laughs> That's what I would say. I can't believe it. I don't have a clue. Why do you think he's talking? Can't help yourself. Five minutes of fame. I'm talking to Darren Rovell. I'm so happy. It's the same thing when the guy came to Vegas to pick his checkup. Came in, and I just think he saw the cameras, and he saw the media, and they asked him, hey, will you do a press conference? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then he started talking, and it was like, oh, no. Like, you're no, 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 no. And this is the same thing. I think someone got him on the phone. Somebody told him. I mean, 
I mean, I don't know. FanDuel must have told Darren Rovell what was going on because somebody had to say who, who this guy is. You don't find a third grade teacher with a $90,000 ticket unless either prop swap or FanDuel, somebody so, raised their hand and said, Hey, this is going on. You guys should do a story on it. Do you believe that like, I mean, maybe they just said, Hey, go talk to this guy who's a school teacher and tell him, give him 10 dimes and tell him he's the guy who made the bet. Well, his account had to be, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's all who's checking yes. it. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a great point. It's we're, all taking, we're all taking this, but he has this, he actually has the ticket. He tried to post it on prop swap. So I think that's how this whole thing store started is our friends at prop swap, which I love. I mean, we could call Ian right now. Yes, I'll find right, out yeah. who this guy is. I'd love to have Ian on and say, Ian, is this guy for real? Maybe we'll have him. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow we'll have him on and, you know, and, and say, Hey, because, you know what, how many times is this guy, according to them, he has posted big parlay tickets before and trying to hedge off of it. So I get it. I mean, that's, I'm a hedger too. I, I, I don't, I I'm risk adverse. So I understand the hedge mentality. Some people were like, that's stupid. And you know, let it ride. I get that too. I'm just not, really I ain't never been people. in a position. You can't judge. I've people never been in this that, position, but like <laughs> people you know. tell you to not to hedge. I ain't never been in that position. And if they have and didn't, and they lost, then all right, more power to you. But I, people like making money, guaranteeing profit or what I like to call what I did in a book for decades was reduce risk. I'm reducing the risk to nothing. I'm making a little or making a lot, but either way I'm making. Mm -hmm. That's what books do. So better sometimes just let it ride and take a shot. Now, do you need to see the ticket to actually believe this bullshit? No, because the ticket doesn't mean anything to me. I, I need to see the account and how many accounts. <laughs> I want to know when when was the money deposited? I want to know how many winning tickets this guy has over the last six months. He built up a parlay bankroll to the tune of 90,000. And he decided to wake up one day and say, I don't know a GD thing about Morocco, but I'm going to put it on Morocco 90,000 to get through not just the stage to get out of the stage, but to win their first game in the knockout stage to get to the quarterfinals. Okay. That I need to know more about without I mean, knowing it's crazy because all that stuff can be Photoshopped. Yep. Like that's so it's really hard. At, but the account I'm, history really can't be right. If you're on the, actual no, app. I mean, you can, you can, you can create whatever you want. Like you okay. can, you can make it look like however you need to look. It's just, and I'm not questioning anybody here. I don't, I'm not questioning. Well, he was trying to sell it on, on prop swap. So, I mean, those guys have a ticket verification process to the, the so they saw it. So that whether it's his ticket or not, there was a ticket for 90,000 plus to win a million dollars on Morocco's advancing to the, the quarterfinals. The ticket exists. Who actually placed it? Where did the information come from? Where did the money come from? Those are all legitimate questions. Hmm. Uh, I mean, all of it can be made up. That's the bad part. You know, it it, it can all be made up. Um, but Fandle wouldn't, but if Fandle is in a story quoted, Fandle would not, if it was made up, Fandle would just say that's not happening. It's fake. He made the bet at Fandle. It's, it's all very, <laughs> a school teacher bet 90,000 on a soccer team to advance without knowing who they are. <laughs> a single. That's, player. that's the, that's the truest part of the story. 
Well, I agree with that. Yeah, but that's because that's he the truest the part of the story. As soon as he tells you that, then you know. <laughs> well, that's good. So that that leads me to believe that you know, you know, the problem with all this, and again, is that you can have an account and never make a bet. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. you can have an account and never make a bet. That's. We'll leave it at that. The rest is in the consulting fee when these people come and ask me. Yeah, what percentage do you think this guy made? He's going to go cash out a million dollars. What's his pay? It's 50-50, usually. arrangement. He just won 500,000. All right. It's no no risk. You know? You you, got to... You know, when these people make these arrangements for outs and for control of accounts, you know, it's it's, it's all not, different. Answer me this question. This is yep. why I always come back to this. Yep. If somebody gives you $250,000 uh-huh. and you gamble with it, uh-huh. and let's say you don't do anything IRS illegal, it's all text, it's all there, it's, you know, it's not an under the table type of arrangement. So mm-hmm. you, you could say, well, that's how, you know. They got the mob based on IRS stuff. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about just strictly the actual transaction itself of placing wagers for somebody else using their money in your name on your account. Is that illegal? Are you a lawyer? Just asking a question. Is that illegal? Ask a lawyer. Because I can't figure out what law you're breaking. Uh, There's these things called messenger betting. There's these other things called agents. Yeah, there's all this other stuff in this, you know. But runners get a lawyer. But even runners call. here and runners in Vegas here are they breaking the law? Are they breaking any laws? That's a question for a lawyer, not for me. Uh-huh. I don't think they are. I, I think they're just. It's you're not a lawyer, counselor. You want to be? I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just saying. I'm trying to think about what are you doing that could be deemed to be illegal. It's is it fraud? No, because you have the actual dollars. Where the money came from, that's a different story. But the act of placing a bet for somebody else, not the origin of the money, but the act of placing a bet on somebody else, that's how the book can shut off an account legally. The book doesn't have to take the money. But if the book takes the money and the place is being – you're betting for somebody else, that I don't necessarily – I can't find a law that's being broken. I'm growing a beard. Try it. It's really okay. spotty. Looks like okay. shit. But hopefully in a week, it'll either be in. gone or a little more full. Okay. But that's an industry term, a beard. Right. For those of you that don't know, look it up. I mean, that's been going on since the beginning of time. A whale comes in and gambles in a casino, stinks at it, wants to come in in a book, stuck a half a million at the craps tables and at the roulette wheels in the blackjack pit. Can't give this guy 10000 a game. He wants to bet 50 Well, give it to him. Carves you up in the book. That's a miracle how that happens. He stinks at gambling at dice and this and that. And he comes in. He's on the right side of every one of these games for two weeks. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, is that guy just really good at picking games? Maybe. Maybe not. Is it his money? Who the fuck knows? There's a lot of questions. This story opened up. You want to talk about saying a quiet part out loud. I was on a phone before the show with something else, trying to find something else out. I read this story and I go, oh, my God. Oh, 
my God. G-A-W-D. <laughs> I said, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. I thought the AGA making up numbers and pulling up all that other stuff and putting that story out is one thing. They they give they spoon fed there and this stuff and said, here, put this out. Wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is the business. Everybody wanted this shit legal. Everybody wanted to tell everybody about how great it is. It's a great business. We'll put it on advertising and nonstop on the TV. Make it mean more. Every play. Okay. Now this happens. A school teacher. Should be a great story. A third grade gym teacher in New York City. It is Whack a great story. Hold on. It is a great story for 95% of the people who read this. There's only very few people, I would say, who read this and go, this is fucked up. The, 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 there's very, uh, this is a lottery ticket. That This is people going, oh my you gosh. think so? Yes. I think there are a lot of people who read this. I bet this guy will be offered to do Good Morning America. This guy will be offered oh, to do the no. Today Show. A hundred percent. They're going to, the, the, the mainstream media has no clue what they're looking at. They think this is a, an unbelievable story. They oh. think this is unreal. Wow. I can't believe this because Darren Rovell is, he's got 2 million followers on Twitter. He tweeted this out. This is on Darren Rovell's Twitter account. Every media member in a major market has read this story today. And this dude is going to be this third grade gym teacher is going to be for two days, his cell phone, his name, everything. Everyone's going to want a piece of this dude. Tell the story. How did it happen? It's Willy Wonka. This is the chocolate factory. You got the golden ticket. You don't think people are he's going to be backlash on how a school teacher's betting 90,000 on a fucking on a on a long shot? 90 I mean like if it's a $90 ticket and it hits it's different. The guy bet 90,000 and bragged about not watching and not knowing nothing. And his answer is going to be I bet a lot. I bet a lot of parlays and I bet from a, I had a very good football season. Cuz people think that winning 90,000, 100,000, 500,000 dollars betting is easy. Oh, he's just good at it. Oh, this is so great. This is why betting needs to be legal. This is how much money. This feeds into the AGA's numbers. Look how much this money would be illegally bet. Now it's being bet legally here in America. Now it's an illegal sports book. Now it can be policed. You can twist this story and turn this into 15 different ways. Well, we're going to stop and go, hold on a darn second. What are you saying exactly? You did what now? the same thing I was told by people when I questioned the dude who'd been the tiger bet. They're like, you don't think he just came in and had a hunch and he bet tiger woods, best golfer of all time. Like tiger couldn't fucking walk tiger woods winning the masters. Nobody saw that coming. The odds were crazy. And his first bet ever is $110,000 on tiger woods. He just wakes up and says, I'm going to bet a hundred dimes on a guy who can't walk. Come off of it, man. Same thing with this. Just doesn't make any sense. You put yourself in that same shoes. You haven't bet before. If you're thinking putting 90 K down is easy. Okay. You haven't actually parted with your money and watched your money go poof and go, well, I had that. And now I've got this. That sucks. If you're thinking that you could put $90,000 down on Morocco and sleep at night. 
slept great. He was teaching kickball. <laughs> he didn't give a he fuck. Didn't want he didn't you yeah, he didn't care. Uh, his money. What he, uh, the easiest answer. It's not your money. Simple. It's monopoly money. The money doesn't exist. It's easy to bet $5,000, $10,000 on a game when it's not yours. It's a free roll. It's easy. Oh, fuck. I lost. Oh, well. <laughs> like, it's... Well, I mean... Hey kid, win, you know, 55, 60% of your bets. Do, do me a favor. Okay. If you don't, we'll find somebody else, but I'm going to tell you what to bet. Or you bet either, either, or we'll figure out an arrangement. You keep 10% of the winnings <laughs> every Tuesday, come with a paper bag, drop it off at this place at this guy's apartment. Don't ask questions. You got to It's a rollover amount. So that, that amount is $90,818 and 19 cents. So that was a uh-huh. straight bet that was rolled over. Okay. So it's like 45,000 flat or 47,000 flat, whatever it was, was bet probably on a game one at minus 110 odds or minus 120 odds, whatever the fucking odds were. Sitting here trying to figure out and focus on the show. I can't do both. <laughs> so if you guys can figure out what a straight bet at minus 120 odds are that pays $90,818.19, there it is. Then they throw it on that. And then some other account that may or may not be related is betting Spain, (laughs) you know, for, for 300,000. And that's why, and and that's where the money came for him to be able to bet the 150 on Spain in game was because they realized they did the math and they go, okay, wait a minute, Morocco, it was 380. Now it's 150. Now it's a lot more palatable. Now we can bet the in-game Spain number, knowing that if Morocco wins, we got a million. Spain wins. We're already on the other side at minus 380. So we're already going to win 100K there. Let's win another 100K guaranteed to cover the 90. Now we've doubled our money. And if by some ridiculous chance Morocco wins, now we've covered all, both bets on Spain are covered and we clear 800K. Tyler just brought it. up Tyler brought up a good thing. Bets weren't US in the in the chat. He could be a trust fund guy who just teaches because. Yes. 100 percent could be. Yes. 100 percent I mean, there's, I there's, show me the account. There's no doubt. It's it it, you know, my inclination in the book and around the people that I know and the things that I've seen is the first thing is there's no fucking way this is real. <laughs> there's no fucking way. There's just and if it is, God bless him. He got very lucky and and, and made a good bet that cashes out. And I trust hope fund he- kid, regardless, not knowing a single player on Morocco and saying that thing, that part out loud is what causes it all to blow up in his face. I've listen, I've seen trust fund kids bet the next thing on the board and not know what planet they were on. <laughs> I've seen it literally, but give me a hundred thousand dollars and not know if they were on earth or on the moon <laughs> or on Mars. If I asked them, they wouldn't know. So even that can be explained away, but I can't believe like it came out like now. It just, it just, it doesn't pass the smell test. Nope. Age wise and age wise how it was placed, when it was placed, the methodology behind it being placed, trying to sell it on prop swap, your cash out offer disappearing. Fando was giving you 200,000 and they pulled it 
and they no longer were giving you a cash out option. You then finding 150k to hedge at minus 150. But you weren't watching in game. game. You was he, he was. That's that's actually. Hold on. That's actually a really. He said he wasn't good, watching the game. Hold on. That's a great point. I you just okay. Hold on. You I know, gotta read that. He I hedged it. I need to read that point again. Okay, so he wasn't watching the game. He says day before exploring his options, he wasn't even watching the proceedings, but conveniently his class ended and he had a break just as Spain and Morocco were due to head to penalty kicks. He said, Oh, the teacher proceeded to throw down. He said 150,000 on Spain to advance at minus 150 as a live hedge. The better says how you could even get a live hedge bet at the start of penalty kicks for 150,000. I will call complete bullshit. The better says he doesn't have any backers or investors, and that the 90K initial wager and the 150K hedge are all part of his betting bankroll. <laughs> bags and bags. I checked my account 20 times. Once my winnings were deposited, I withdrew everything. Do you make another bet again after that? Like, what's the fucking end goal? No. I mean, I told you, I told the story of the year. When I, I, I won $5,000 when I sat down to play poker for the first time live. I've never played poker again live. It's hard to live up to that again. I'll never live. <laughs> that was in 2005. It was almost 20 years ago. It was the last time I played poker live. I won 5K and I'll never do it again. It's 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 what I mean. It's so hard to do. So yeah, if, if I won a million dollars once, if I cleared eight figures, seven figures on a bet, no, I'm not betting ever again. I'm out. I'm good. Like, I mean, you can't bet ten dollars on anything ever again. <laughs> it's hard, right? No. Like it's I tough. can't bet a thousand dollars on anything ever again. Well, I mean, if you do, then you start again on that road and it just leads to bad things. Just bleeds you out. We got guys coming in the chat. Bet smart again, Tyler, who's just a super dude. He said he's got a guy he plays poker with. It bets three dimes on the first score in the NBA almost every game. Three thousand? Three dimes a play on who the first score is, who the first basket is in the NBA. Like how ridiculous is that? Mikey awesome came in and said, I've seen a trust fund kid given a Ferrari on his 16th birthday and wreck it two weeks later. And the dad bought him an Audi to drive while the Ferrari was in the shop. Like people got money and just do crazy shit. But this is just too Stevie, much. Stevie Max says the better's name is Biff Tannen. <laughs> Biff Tannen. You know, that is. Smash the like button if you can't name a Moroccan soccer player. Thank you, Addison. It's Biff, by the way, it's Biff's almanac is Biff Tannen, FYI. Right. <laughs> back right. to the future. Rommel Camp came back in the chat and said somebody's not playing for Iowa. Smash the under. Well, is anybody playing for Iowa? I don't think so. <laughs> it's 30. Well, what's the total again? Like 30 something. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's lower than the than the Navy Army 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 Navy game. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's low. How that? It's unbelievable. It's just I don't know. Dylan O'Donnell came in the chat and said ninety thousand is two and a half years teacher salary. Yep. On a Moroccan soccer team that you don't know a single player on. I think it's better that he at least said that that he don't know no players. I just wonder. Will Lewis is the is the guy's name. It's not playing for. 
Iowa. Uh, okay. What the hell are we talking? I, what is Darren doing? I, <laughs> oh, I know why Darren's writing it. I would write it too. The story's going to be huge. The story's going to be everywhere today. The story is everywhere already. Yeah. He's going to, I mean, this is going to get hundreds of thousands of views. I know why Darren wrote it. I, I would have wrote it. It's a brilliant piece. <sighs> Oh, uh, might be gracious. Mikey Meatball. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unbelievable. I can't, I can't wait. Can't wait to, I, I, I need a picture of the dude. Sports Grid, hopefully, you enjoyed this show today. We appreciate you guys watching replay every single night at midnight live on Twitter and YouTube. Don't move more to come here with BVB. So let's skip to a couple things because I just want to do one more quick one because it's a good day to get into these things. Right. So I was arguing yesterday about Dave Portnoy's history and what's going on in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So Massachusetts is having three consecutive days of interviews and hearings based upon licenses for quote questionable practices. So here is Dave Portnoy, who's born in Massachusetts, who now is being called to the carpet because Penn who owns Barstool Sports Dave Portnoy's betting history was uncovered in a New York Times article in which he described himself as a, quote, degenerate gambler and that he did, in fact, declare for bankruptcy for $30,000 worth of gambling debts back in 2005. Now, Dave's got a lot of money now, so there's no worries him him going ahead at this moment filing for bankruptcy. However... As this it wasn't article, even that long ago, though, right? That's 17 years ago. He was, he was yeah. broke, filed for bankruptcy. Yep. It's crazy. So Robert Linehan wrote this article on SB, on XSBD covering this. And it's Emily Steele wrote in the article for the New York Times that industry watchdogs say that Mr. Portnoy, perhaps more than anyone else in the United States, is encouraging recklessness among his legions of followers. Most are young men, a group that researchers have found are especially high risk for problem gamblers. Penn's relationship with Barstool Sports has caused the Massachusetts Gaming Commissioners to ask for a hearing to discuss whether or not they're going to give a license to Penn and the Plain Ridge Park Casino, which are tied together trying to go legal in Massachusetts. Commissioner Ellen O'Brien said that it raises concerns over the integrity elements involved in the licensure process. Quote, to me, not divulging into what that means in terms of suitability, honesty, and integrity of the applicants, I think it bears a discussion by this commission. Why hasn't, in your opinion, you're not a lawyer, I'm not a lawyer, but let me ask you this. You worked at the M for a long time. Penn National owns the M. Why hasn't Penn National opened up a Barstool sports book here in Nevada? Who's going to be the license holder? <laughs> Who's going to be the key licensee? <laughs> you got to have a you got to have a, a choir boy as the key licensee. You got to have somebody that's squeaky clean or part of the part of the machine here. You can't, you can't just, this guy, this guy ain't ever going to get him. <laughs> so, so would Dave Portnoy ever be licensed in Nevada? Dave Portnoy got enough people to tell him to not even try. <laughs> so if you're Massachusetts, okay. We talked a lot about who's doing it right. Who's doing it wrong. Yeah. Does it make you feel any better? Is it appropriate for mass to, to raise a red flag here and say, hold on a second. Because the answer I got back from people on Twitter was, 
Dave Portnoy is not in the risk room. Why does Dave Portnoy matter for the license for Penn in Massachusetts? <sighs> the guys in the risk room have been underpaid and underappreciated for decades. Okay. They control everything and they have to do the job right, or they can cost your company. You wouldn't even know. We've talked about this before. Doesn't matter that Dave Portnoy is not in that risk room. Because when you get the right guys with integrity and the right guys to do it, it'll be fine. But if the guy at the top is a loose cannon, could reflect bad on the business, sticks it in people's faces about different things, has a checkered history that may come out as the face of a gambling company, we don't want them. That's what, they're, that's what they say. I mean, it's just there's a higher uh, bar to meet for things that destroy people's lives, vices, right? Businesses, gambling is, yes, it's freedom of choice. It's, it's, I mean, people do it. They don't do it, you know, with a gun held to their head or anything. But to be and take public money and to be so in everybody's face, do you have to be a jag off about it? Like, do you have to be an asshole about it? But that's his brand, though. His brand is to be Which is this. why he ain't ever going to have to worry about getting a license. <laughs> so if you're Massachusetts and you hear that from someone like you or anybody else who's in, say, the gaming control board, and they're like, yeah, we'd never in a million years give him a license. Well, Massachusetts doesn't want to be seen as the idiot in the room of like, well, you idiots gave him a license. Shouldn't have given him a license. And they're like, well, we know you. You were here. You're from here. We know you more than anybody else. So Barstool Sports was built here. Maybe we're not interested in licensing Barstool Sports here. Are they not on the list? They're not. Right now, they're, they have to go through an extra. They deferred the vote on the license for Penn. They want to have an extra hearing into Portnoy tomorrow, I think it is. To ask those questions. I, because I was told that they're in the running for one of the tracks. Yes, they are. They're in the running for the um, Plain Ridge Park Casino, which is right by the Rhode Island border. Right. He's from the South Shore. This is a South Shore operation. You know, not saying that the, it's right or wrong that they can go so deep and determine who gets a license and who doesn't, because people make mistakes that then become good people or have to do the right things that just want to get a license to operate a business that they know. Like, you know, I met a lot of people in this space that have, you know, they're felons. And because they're felons, they're labeled, but they're not, they made a mistake. They got pulled over drinking and driving. They got, right. they, they, you know, they stayed out too late and did something, whatever. There's other people that are bad people. Or but, seem to be good. Right. I mean, the right. article says, says this is on paper, the responsibility, the responsible gaming section of the Plain Ridge Park Casino's application is excellent. That according to Kathy Judge Stein, the commissioner and chair, however, the targeted population of Barstool Sports advertising and its messaging to individuals under the age of 21 may be problematic. The Gaming Commission has taken a strong stance on limiting sports betting advertising to those 21 years of age or older as part of its integrity and responsible gaming goals. 
Judy Stein noted several examples from the New York Times article as to how Barstool Sports may not be in line with this mission. Quote, we need to figure out how to reconcile this with the commissioner's regulations. The commissioner also described the relationship between Penn Entertainment and Barstool Sports as, quote, the elephant in the room during the application discussion. Now, Penn, they're not. Penn is talking all about how since we've become a part owner of Barstool, we've posed really strict compliance guardrails as to what Barstool does. What it is, see, they've said that they've done a lot with, they've received an RG check from the American Gaming Association for Responsible Gaming Council. Mm. Whatever that means (laughs) on this. And I mean, they got the check. They got the, I just want to make sure I got the check. An agreement on the issue was not reached in public session. The Gaming Commission's members concluded the meeting by moving it into an executive session to continue discussing advertising, responsible gaming, and the sustainability issues related to Barstool Sports and the Plain Ridge Park Casino's license application. So they're, I mean, it's not a rubber stamp that Penn's getting a license in Massachusetts. Would you bet yes or no? Yes. They're getting a license. Yes. They're just telling everybody they're going through the process. They're getting the license. Or they're just squeezing Portnoy's nuts because they don't like them. I mean, it's almost like, look, we're going to go through this process and we're going to tell you, if you make us look bad, we're going to bury you. Yes. We're going to bury you. I agree. Yeah. It's a threat. It's a don't fuck up. Yes. I totally agree with it. You know, I I just don't get the idea. I, I just don't get the idea that. Because Dave Portnoy is not in the risk room, that Dave Portnoy is not going to be associated with with a license application. I I push back on that. I don't think that's a logical argument because he's the face of the company. I don't want him near the risk room. He's a terrible gambler. <laughs> I, don't, I might you know ask what him I mean, what he though. likes like, and then move it the other what, way. I don't want. Well, what they mean is what someone says that is like he's not in there taking bets, approving bets, moving money. He's not doing any of this stuff. He's just a PR figurehead for advertising. So why does his license, why does his role or history factor into the licensing of the company? And to me, I think it does factor into the licensing of the company. He's the face of the company. I mean, do you want the face of the company out there betting? Well, I mean, that's up to each, each, that's up to the company, but a guy who might be doing things on the edge would concern me. He get hit pieces written about him all the time and all this other stuff. Yeah, he's a, he's a lightning rod. I mean, absolutely. He gets, he attracts a lot of negative attention. Just by chance, some of it warranted, some of it not. No, I mean, some people really hate him. I mean, he's done things on both sides. I mean, people we know Dave for a year, and Dave's my age. Dave grew up on the South Shore of Boston. I grew up on the North Shore of Boston. We, I, I was reading Barstool Sports as a rag being handed out for free at South Station. So he started. It took off when he figured out that hot bartenders in not a lot of clothes made guys want to read his magazine, and then. He figured out that if I put gambling stuff in that, along with women, people read it even more. <laughs> and that's how Barstool Sports became a gambling rag and, you know, what it is today, which is essentially, you know, a multifaceted media company that partakes in a million different things. Right. So I, they're going to get a license. I do. But I do think Dave's history does, does matter in these conversations because I think what you just said is actually absolutely right. We're going to license you, but if you make us look bad, 
good luck. We're, we're coming for you in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I mean, they're already establishing all these other places. Like it's no big deal. Like they can do whatever they want. They're a hundred percent going to buy the license, whatever the price is. Yeah. They'll go through the process and, and, you know, the legal people, the commission can only do so much. And then they're going to go, are we really not going to license these people? Like they're going to suitcases will be delivered. It's more than envelopes. It's got to be suitcases, but that stuff will be delivered and they'll go in and they've, they've been forewarned. Listen, we're doing an extra hearing to make it known to everybody, not just you, (laughs) that you're on fucking watch. Don't be doing nothing else right now. Make us look bad. We're okay in gambling in this, would you call that Massachusetts, a Puritan state place? Puritan like state. The, yes, the blue laws. Right. You're fucking, the, you're the blue law state. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't make us look bad. You're going to be out in the, in the Boston Harbor swimming <laughs> with no life preserver. Please. <laughs> on, the, and on that note, let's go to better to book it here tonight. Uh, the Boston Bruins are taking on the Avalanche tonight. See this fucking line? Avalanche, are, there's no Nathan McKinnon for a month. Lost yeah. their best player for a month. It's bad news for them. They are banged up right now. And injuries all over the place for the defending Stanley Cup champs. Bruins in regulation. Minus 120 tonight. Betting it or booking it. Look at you avoiding this big juice. I like what you're doing here. Um, why does it seem so easy? It seems fucking easy. It is. It's, it's still, I mean, people are still going to bet the avalanche because it's the avalanche. Are they? Yeah. It's Defending up to minus chance. 180 in places. It's minus 170, minus 175, 178. Hell no. This is a, this has got to be a bet. Hope it don't go to overtime and you lose it <sighs> that way. Again, I lost the last time that way too. Right, ruins the regulation. Wild and the Flames. Wild five and zero oh to the over. The last five games. Are your people going to get mad? You're talking about all this hockey on the bets. I mean, this I don't is care. this is the, all right. over six. There's nothing to bet on tonight. It's only hockey and basketball to bet on tonight. College right. basketball, but it's my head hurts with college basketball right now. There's just last night pissed me off beyond all belief. <laughs> This pissed me off. Texas had a 10-point lead late in the game. They melted away, and then Iowa looked like complete shit yesterday. Duke didn't yeah. even play well, and Iowa looked horrible. I couldn't watch the second half. I was like, this is yeah, awful. I'm not I'm sure about Iowa. No, well, they're not good. Iowa's not good. Iowa's not a good basketball team. They can't shoot. If Iowa can't shoot, they can't play. That's their that's a whole right. Fred McCaffrey's entire setup. Right. They can't shoot. But Duke's defense is really – we talked about yesterday. Duke's defense is really good. Speaking of Iowa, you know who's in town, don't you? Who's in town? Iowa everywhere. Oh, God. Is it really? Oh, jeez. All right. Great. My favorite thing about today. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? May, may pick you up for a little lunch. <laughs> we're going to go, go say hi. <laughs> Maybe. Randomly, bump into him randomly. That's Maybe. Funny. That's funny because I saw a tweet from somebody today that was down at the D, and I was like, I wonder if they're in town. They're in town. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's funny. <laughs> Wild Flames over six. Betting it or booking it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me see. What do we got? Minnesota, Wilder five and over to the over. over. Would you bet yes. over? Yes, over six. Bet it. Yeah, over six. 
And then OKC Memphis over 232 today. Damn. Uh, Same bet for OKC. Everybody playing or no? Who the hell knows? It's the NBA. Boston's in Phoenix tonight. They are, but Chris Paul's coming back, so I can't touch that game. That's an interesting game with Chris Paul coming back. That, that changes a lot. If fucking Stevie Mac was here, I know he's a good driver. I'd pay him to drive us down and go to the game and drive us back. <laughs> I may do it anyway. I may just tell the wife, I'm, wow, call Sports Grid and say I'm off today. I'm going to the Celtics game in Phoenix. How about that? Wow. Mike just texted me, big MC, by the way. Oh, good. Wants well, to talk. Oh, I don't do know it. what that means. So we'll see what that means. Um, you got Celtics? I, yeah. Celtics Bruins money line parlay is plus 200. Is this a homer play? It is. It's not an official play. Yeah. I like Phoenix in a game. Probably. But I mean, Chris Austin got to lose sometime. True. Chris, this is a game. I mean, look, there's a lot of ties, right? I mean, the GM of the, the GM of the Phoenix Suns is from the Boston organization. You've got Chris Paul coming back. I mean, Jason Tatum is playing MVP caliber basketball at the moment. Could be an NBA. I mean, I don't know. Do you like the Suns to make the finals? Why not? Okay. Could be finals preview. Could be. Sun Celtics tonight. Yeah, I was going to have all the – I had all the hats planned, and then I had that phone call right before. So, Zach the Hat said it. If you bet the under on the hat changes, you win because I didn't change a hat all all show. It's the first time, I think, all all season, all year. We got our two year, our one-year anniversary in a week from Friday, by the way. One week from Friday, reminding everybody who's still listening to the show right now, an hour, 45 minutes later. December 16th. December 16th. It's a week from Friday. I can't fucking believe it. Um, <laughs> I like Phoenix tonight. I'll bet I'll book this one. I don't I, I haven't bet it yet. Bruins Celtics parlay feels like a fun bet, but I don't know. Could be Avalanche Suns. Get, get them decent plus money taking Avalanche Suns tonight to fade them both. To bet them. You bet them game both. Goes over. You bet game them goes both. over in Phoenix, don't it? Yeah, That's the bet, son. Two thirty, two thirty and a half. See, if we're sitting in a book right now, I say go to two thirty-two. Let these motherfuckers bet under right now. Because I mean, right? Celtics Celtics games are going over like crazy. over on a regular basis. Yeah, they're going. How many in a row is that? Hold on, let me see that. Boston um, from a total. Boston has gone over. Actually, the last two games have gone under, but the previous five went over. What's so two thirty and a half. Is that, is that Celtics? Uh, is that Celtics? Um, first half over still hitting, or is that? Or that what is that number tonight? I finally go away. Sixty. I haven't been tracked. Why is that from your computer? What? What? I think you're playing on your computer. <laughs> there you go. That was what? Matt's computer. What? Matt's computer was playing that down the line to us. Did you hear something funny? I didn't hear nothing. I just heard oh, Matt. I heard something funny coming coming down the line. Oh, you know, I was just you're the only one that heard it. Oh, okay. I mean, it was my computer then. I, I heard something. I heard someone saying, saying happy birthday. What's <laughs> like, the what first is? half Celtics number right now? My gut tells me it's going to be 60 and a half, but let me find out. Um, first half Celtics. Total points. Um, 
away team total points, 58 and a half. Juice okay. to the over. Of course, it's so, always juice to the over. I just Boston like scored 50. Just leave the juice off. <laughs> they bought, Boston scored 56 in their last game against Toronto on the road. It didn't hit. It did hit in the first game of the road trip. This is the third game of the road trip, and it did not hit. So I, I don't mind it to bet the over 58 and a half in the first half. Right. I don't mind it. You want to play that? Boston's schedule. Um, they've won. Jeez, that's incredible. They've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of eight. Um, the Celtics have. Yep. 20 and five. They play. My God, this trip is crazy. They beat Brooklyn. They beat Toronto. Suns tonight. Golden State Saturday. Clippers on Monday, Lakers on Tuesday. That's a road trip. <laughs> Damn, son. If they run the table on this road trip, <laughs> they won't. But if they did, tonight's probably the night they lose. Right. I mean, this is a gauntlet. Got Clippers on. You got Golden State. You got State Maddie defending, next week? Defending champs? I do not. I'm free all week. Starting Friday. Well, Friday night. I have a Christmas performance from Madeline on Friday night for her choir. I get to listen to 10 Christmas songs for an hour. Third graders, <laughs> third graders singing it. It's going to be epic. <laughs> hey, man, it's only one time. I, hell yeah. It's only one time. I hear you, but it's still it's these only are the one things. time. Yep. But got to just listen. <laughs> Sit there Get and all take that pictures. Stuff. Believe oh, yeah. me, you will take pictures. You'll do, just just enjoy it. I'm a sap. You know me. I'm a complete clown. I, right. I, I go there like with bells on it. Yes. Right. But it's, you know, <laughs> would I rather be going somewhere else? <laughs> just saying we could we could we could see this the 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 Bruins play here Sunday. The Celtics yep. play Monday and Tuesday in person. Could be the you dream. Go to LA? <laughs> Just, I mean, you got the car. You pay for you pay for the oh. gas. We get the place. It'd be perfect. We could just shoot right down and go to both games. We could do the show from the fucking hotel if we want. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, you got more ties than me on that stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm flexible. <laughs> I'm fluid. Jeez, my mind is racing now. All right, we'll figure <laughs> that out. Yeah. All right. The locks may be fucking change when I come back though. This could be a problem. <laughs> I can't in. stay over there because of that cat. Oh, that's true. She right. kicks me out. I can't. Well, I don't know where I'm gonna go. No, well, now I got the dogs for another two months. Oh, I got, a, I got a cat dogs. too, man. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Ferris got a cat too. We got them both. I'll figure it out. Favorite thing about today is what? <laughs> My do lunch. I dare, do I dare ask? <laughs> no, you can ask. Um, Wait, do you have a lunch or you're planning on a lunch? Which is the two? I don't have anything planned. <laughs> That's always dangerous. You, you don't have anything planned, but you have a lunch. Is I you're do. Going, you're going hunting. <laughs> yeah. I like 8 East down at the Circa. It's a good it's place good. for lunch. Get the brisket fried rice. Brisket fried rice is good. We've had a lot of good meetings oh, yeah. there. Oh yeah, we we had a good good dinner at, at Barry's too. <laughs> we did back in the day, almost a year ago. Yeah, we had that dinner at Barry's with that other guy. Uh, who's that, that other guy? But um, 
yeah, my favorite thing about today is this. I got up this morning and I did the show with B-How, Eight in a Box. Had some phone calls with some very good people, good friends, like talking about some things, ideas, mm -hmm. options, mm -hmm. whatever. Then I took a nap. I kissed little Kinsey goodbye, went downstairs and saw the, the, the elves in the underpants and all that other stuff. Took that picture, posted it on the Twitter and um, <laughs> took a nap. And I woke up, fired the fuck up. Ooh. And then I had another call right before this show. I'm still trying to find out where that's at, but we'll get there. We'll get there. And then I find out that these people are here in town that I have to go say hello to for me, not for them, for me. <laughs> so right after the show, I'm taking a ride down and I'm going to have lunch. Just going to walk around and say hello to some people. We'll see how that goes. I like Iowa. I like Iowa a lot, Rommel Camp. I was everywhere. Apparently they're in Vegas too. Just saying. Not saying. What's so funny? You laugh. <laughs> what are you laughing for? I amuse you? I'm funny like a clown? Right now, yes. <laughs> right now, yes. Not always, but right now, yes, you are. You I wish I could take Stevie Mac and Mikey Awesome with me. Holy Jesus. Could you imagine that scene? Ah, hey, guys, what are you doing here? These are my boys right here. How are you doing? Yeah, Pete Rolls on the way. Yeah, it's having rooks on the Coming side down, of the chest. We're talking about doing a show right here. Oh, yeah. chessboard. Oh, my gosh. Man. Oh, boy. Okay. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um. <laughs> My favorite thing about today is that as a Boston sports fan, God, it actually Aaron judge stayed with the Yankees. This is a good thing for, as a Boston sports fan, mm -hmm. this is exactly what we wanted to have happen. It is, isn't it? Nine years, $40 million. And when Aaron judge is 36 and can't run to first base, it's going to be a wonderful thing when we're all going to look back on this day on the 7th of December in 2022. And we're all going to go, thank the fucking God that we didn't pay him that contract because we don't want to be dealing with that dude at all at that age. I said, pay him 50 million for four years. They paid him 40 for nine, <laughs> like nine, nine years on this nine contract. Years. The Boston Celtics are 20 and five. The Boston Bruins are going to kick the shit out of the Stanley Cup champs coming up here tonight. The Patriots are fine. They're not great, but they're fine for right now. Bill Belichick makes $20 million a year, by the way. We skipped that story, but he makes $20 million a year. He is the highest paid coach in all of sports. We found that out. Sportico yesterday reported that. $20 million. Number two on the list oh, is Pete him. fucking Carroll. <laughs> Pete Carroll is number two on the list. He makes $15 million a year. That guy's stealing, but wait a second. <laughs> Top guy makes 20. The next guy makes 15. Pete Carroll. That's a, that's a big gap. There it is. <laughs> Look job. at the drop. Look at the drop. Who's third? <laughs> third is uh, Sean McVay. Whew. But I mean, he's way back from Belichick. <laughs> way back. They all are. I mean, that Bill's well, earned it. Number three is Greg Popovich, or number four, rather, is Greg Popovich. Pop. Number five is your guy, Mike Tomlin. He ain't leaving either. You see that video of him when the guy tried to take the picture of him in the hallway? 
He's working? Like, what did he have to do <laughs> that, that for? That's what he said. <laughs> it was awesome. He goes, I'm fucking working. Yeah. I love Mike Tomlin. I really do. I love your coach. I love I, Mike Tomlin. I, I, a lot of people don't. I, I turned oh. when I realized what a crazy nutcase that Antonio Brown was and what he was dealing with that whole time. And then Le'Veon Bell and all that stuff when the Steelers were rolling, you know, um, I immediately, you know, turned and said, that guy's a hell of a coach. That's good. He's, I mean, he's earned it. All these guys at the top have earned it. Pete Carroll's oh, yeah. coached for a long time. How about I mean, Saban? If you're Saban, you're like, I'm eight on this list. I'm eight. Come on. Nick's doing okay. <laughs> Nick, no, college no. coaches are doing great. It's different. True. Less games, more pressure than sometimes. Right. Dabble's doing pretty well. Where's he? Kirby. He's nine. Dabble's yeah. nine. Kirby is 10. But Bill is 20. Bill, Bill is in his own stratosphere as to what Bill Belichick is making per year. So things are fine. So, what, so as, as a Patriot. What, what's Dion going to get? Do we know yet? Oh, gosh. I think he's. The, it can't, they be, say it can't, be, it can't be like. I think it's five. Top 10. I think it's yeah, five. It I think it's 5.8. No, 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 no. It's nowhere he, near. But it's 5.8. You got to prove himself first, right? But he will be in line for. <laughs> Dion, he wins. Look out. Be a lot of angry people at Deion Sanders if he winds up winning. People are not going to like the way Deion's going to do stuff. Kids are going to love it. Hey, Matt, real quick. Uh, do yeah. we know um, when Belichick's, uh, you know how he's like number two right now for the most winningest coach of all time? Yep. You know what game it is? Or like, is, is it this season that well, he could break into that no. one? He's got 21 more wins to pass Don Shula. Oh, okay. Okay. So it can't be so, this season. Okay. It's got to be next season. It can't be this season. And that's everyone's saying he's coaching just to pass Don Shula. And uh, yeah, once he becomes I mean, the all time. Yeah, I agree. Once he passes them, but does he get fired no. beforehand? Come on. Hey, <laughs> no chance. Peter King. All I'm saying is Peter King put up the antenna. That's his line. My antenna is up for what's going on in New England right now. So I asked you yesterday if it's Brady or Belichick, if Robert Kraft could bring Brady back, but Bill couldn't be there. He's going to sit the two of them in a room and say, figure it out. I would hope so. <laughs> For the Patriots' sake, I would hope so. I pay so, you but... $20 million a year. I've given you my whole life, Tom. I thought we were, you know, we're like family. Sit the fuck down and talk to Bill and figure it out. I don't give a shit if you like each other. We got one year. We're going to circle the wagons. Bring it all back. Shut the fuck up. Bring Gronk back. Bring everybody back. Stop with the Gronk. Gronk's done. <laughs> Bring everybody back. Gronk's moved on. I don't think so. He's just healed. He's just he's just healed. He's like 35. Gronk's not that old. You don't want to get hit no more. Oh, I believe it. I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to get hit either. He Brady looks great. He's all thinned down. He don't want oh, to yeah. get hit no more. His fucking Bro. knee will hurt the rest of his life if he gets no, hit he wrong. He already is. It's probably worse. the rest of his life. His neck is all messed up from college. Like that guy's going to have problems later in life. It's going to be ugly. But Aaron Judge signing with the Yankees today is my favorite thing about it. Got to keep the show alive just to see that, <laughs> to keep Belichick alive. <laughs> Brady coming back. We'll have daily content. Oh. You know what's going to happen, right? What? People keep buying the meat. That's good. Yep. Somebody's going to help us out for our situation, whatever is going to be. Because yep. we're talking to everybody, too. I'll yep. fucking call Peter King myself or Darren Ravel and write a story about us that we're being shopped all over the place. Somebody's talking to us here. Somebody's talking to us there. That's fine, too. Whatever we need to do. 
But if goddamn like the Celtics win the NBA championship, the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, both of which are the odds on favorites right now. So it's it not that fucking far fetched. And then Tom Brady, Brady goes, comes back, back. goes back. I swear to God, what the fuck? Like, we named it the Bostonia versus the book because we couldn't figure out what else to name it. You want to talk about a sign from above that this show's supposed to go <laughs> on and keep alive and help us eat and feed our families and stuff. Thank you. I fucking hope he does. I hope he goes back. Yeah, it's funny. Seth Wickersham threw a lot of cold water on it yesterday, but we'll see. It's Jeff Howe versus Seth Wickersham now. Yeah, the athletic against ESPN arguing whether Seth says there's no way. Jeff Howe says there's a path. I guess we'll find out and we'll figure it out. Hit the like button guys. We appreciate you doing everything you've done for us. All the DMS, everything else. We appreciate all the help, the publicity and the fun you guys have with us every single day. We'll be back tomorrow around 10 o'clock, 1 a 1 PM Eastern approximately for tomorrow's Thursday speed.